so excited. It is Coach Mary and Coach Stephanie here today, and we have a special guest with us, somebody who I have been following for a very long time, and I'm so excited to finally have her on the podcast. Her name is Mindy Lewis. You might know her from Mindy Lewis Lifestyle. Hello and welcome. Thank you. I'm so excited. Well, Happy before to be we get here. yay, before we get into it, in case you are new to us, we are the Habit Team. The Habit is a nutrition coaching company made for women by women. Our program is built for you with coaches who put your goals, lifestyle, and personality first. If you want to learn more about us, head to the episode notes or go to thehabit.com to request more info. So Mindy, I am so excited. The reason I really wanted to ask you on the podcast is I think more women who are of over 40 need to talk more about their their experience. I feel like the fitness realm or whatever you want to call it is saturated with young women, which is great. I think that's awesome. But I don't think that we hear enough from women who are over 40 who have started when they were older and did the whole thing and did the journey and documented it all. And I think that your journey is amazing. And you've went through a lot of ups and downs. You went from one journey, I think, and you followed your gut to a whole other situation. And I think we're going to get into that. And I think that it's just amazing. And it's so inspiring. You've inspired me. And I know that we've known each other for a long time. Um, time. And so I'm just excited to hear more about your journey and just kind of talk to you about everything today. So um, Tell us, when did you um, decide that you were going to start your Instagram and what made you decide that you wanted to start that? I started it the day I started my weight loss journey. It was July 2nd of 2016. And I uh, decided at that time that I was going to do Weight Watchers. And I started my Instagram basically just to get ideas about food because I was, I'm like, I don't know what to eat. I want to be really successful at this. So I created an Instagram, post the ugliest pictures in the world of my food and searched hashtags, WW points, smart points. And from there, it just kind of evolved. Mm -hmm. That is amazing. I think that is, I I look back on some of mine too, and I'm like, man, that's not a good picture. You would never dare, you would never dare post those things now, but it's like, you you think about it, but it's just, it is what it is. It's raw. It's where you were in the moment and you never expect your Instagram to like gain followers. You just do it for yourself. Right. I Um, didn't even care. Yeah. yeah, I still I don't. Honestly, <laughs> some of my pictures right after I posted, I'm like, oh, that's that's really not Instagram worthy. But we'll just leave it there. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It is what it well, is. That, that is so awesome. So talk to me a little bit about your life growing up. Did you were you focused on nutrition at all? Were you active as a kid? Did your parents nope. talk to you about nutrition? Um, what brought you to this? where you were to where you are now, even as like a child? So I grew up, I'm the third of eight children. And so we had a lot of food in our house all the time. Mm -hmm. And I remember specifically when I was younger, when we were sitting down to eat, if you wanted seconds, you had to eat really fast to (laughs) be able to have more Mm because my mom would just fix enough for eight, eight kids. Mm -hmm. And so that is kind of how I created a relationship with food is, is scarcity. 
You know, mm. I, I didn't want to not eat. I wanted to hurry up and eat. I, I still eat fast to this day, mm. even though I tried to slow down. <laughs> um, but I grew up, um, my mom was always, you know, into exercise, but she never really talked to us about nutrition or, mm -hmm. you know, I was never athletic as a child. Um, the first time I ever walked into the gym, I was probably in my late thirties. No, I was probably 40 years old. Um, so I've never been in dance. I never, never just did really anything physical. And I was always one of the bigger friends mm -hmm. growing up in, in elementary and high school, you know, junior high and high school. And, um, I, I was always, you know, the bigger sister. I have two sisters. I was always the bigger sister. I was always just the bigger person. And it didn't really bother me until I, um, got to, uh, in my last marriage in, in the year, uh, 2000, um, when I married my ex-husband, um, it was an abusive marriage and I put on weight and put on weight. I gained over a hundred pounds in that marriage and I used food as a coping mechanism to, to numb myself from mental and emotional abuse. Isn't that so crazy what food can do for people? And I think like you always hear like food is fuel and it is, mm -hmm. but it also is so emotional for people mm -hmm. and it, yeah. it truly is. Yeah. Um, I, I am just, that's just insane to me. It's crazy how we can let food take control over anything. If we're feeling sad, food. If we're feeling happy, food. It's always yep. comes down to that sometimes. So, yep. so leading into that, I'm assuming that's when you and your ex-husband, uh, you left him. And I'm assuming that's when you kind of started your weight loss journey or when did you start so, that? So I left, I left him in, in the year 2009. And I kind of just lost myself um, for a few years. Um, didn't care about anything, just, you know, I was heavy. I, the heaviest I got was 280 pounds. Um, I was in about a size 22, 24, and I just remember not ever feeling good about myself. Um, and then in the year 2016, um, it was in July of 2016, I, I remember going to my doctor and I told him that I wanted to get on weight loss pills. And he discouraged me from doing that. And I talked him into it and he said, okay, we'll put you on these weight loss pills for 30 days, come back to me in 30 days and we'll kind of reevaluate. So after 30 days, I went back to my doctor and I was up four pounds. <laughs> I had gained four pounds on diet pills. And so he was always a really big Weight Watchers advocate. He thought it was one of the healthiest diet quote unquote diet programs out there. And so, um, I kind of, uh, marinated on, on what he said. And I remember just being really unhappy in my world. I was angry at life. I didn't like myself. I didn't like my life. And so I felt lost. I was angry with the world. And, and I looked in the mirror. I re I remember getting out of the shower one day and saw my naked body in the mirror and and i was like this is not okay and so my anger fueled my fire and i walked into the doors of weight watchers and i didn't look back and so you went I to just, the meetings and everything you did i went to oh. the meetings for four years oh wow so you had success I, on on that it was successful yeah. for you it was oh my gosh i'm like tearing up hearing your story mm -hmm. i think it's mm -hmm. i think you're just so inspirational really yeah 
Um, so, so I had, I had a lot of success because I was so committed and driven and disciplined to everything that I was doing. Um, but losing the weight is, was just part of it. I knew about halfway into my weight loss that I had to do some mental work. So I sought therapy mm-hmm. and changed a lot of things about my life. Mm-hmm. So, so you would agree that a lot of weight loss is also mental when it comes oh, to, yeah. um, if you're having all of these emotional food, like you were like using food as an oh, emotional, yeah. um, what's the word, like crutch that you really do have to dig down deep into the mental side. Cause it's not just going to fix when you do lose the weight, that's still going to be there. Right. Yeah. So that yeah. I commend you for going to therapy because I don't think a lot of people will do that. And I think no. that it's so important. Yeah. Um, so I, I really commend you for doing that. Um, and your journey is amazing. You are a spitfire. Like I just can see it in you. I am so proud of you. Um, you've Thank overcome you. so much. And being one of eight kids, I can't even imagine. Me so neither. are you in are you in the middle of those kids? Are you the youngest of the kids? Where where do you I'm, fall? I'm the third. I have two oh, older you brothers the, and then okay. there's me. Yep. So, so you're the, the oldest sister. Oh my gosh. Yeah a lot of burden I feel like being the oldest sister um as well so that's just that's just amazing I'm so proud of you and I'll say that over and over again um and as you're going from Weight Watchers what made you decide that maybe this isn't where you needed to be yes you've seen some success but maybe this isn't the right thing uh, for you and what made you decide to kind of switch this the script for yourself and move more into macros so so my big thing was after losing the weight um, I lost about 105 pounds total and and I remember just feeling so um, like am I eating enough I would see I started following a lot of macro people mm. And I, I started reading on reverse dieting and what is reverse dieting? Because I was, you know, I was lifting weights. I was, I had built a lot of muscle as a newbie. Um, and I was literally eating like 1300 calories. On Weight Watchers? On Weight Watchers. Oh, wow. Yeah. That doesn't surprise me. And you have to learn how to maintain it, right? They tell Mm -hmm. you, well, you need to add three to five points a day. And, and I knew that I wasn't eating enough. I was tired. I lost my period. I lost so much weight that my body fat was about 10%. Wow. And and I didn't know, I wasn't educated at the time. They don't tell you, you know, these kind of things. They just, everything is just scale-based and, you know, lose the weight. And, um, you know, everything focuses on on your goal weight or getting under your goal weight. Through, restric- so, through restriction, correct? It's basically exactly. just telling you what to restrict from. Exactly. And I was restricting everything. I didn't eat sweets. I was... You know, I was eating about a hundred carbs a day. I was, my protein was super high because the, because the higher the the carbs and fats are in something, or calories on the points program, the higher the points is. And so you would restrict anything that was higher points because you didn't want to eat something that, like for example, a a, a package of Pop Tart bites that has 150 calories in it had eight points in it on the oh points my gosh. program. So I was given 23 points a day and I'm like, well, I don't want to eat this because all my points will be gone. And so I, um, I was restricting everything that I loved and, um, I was just fatigued. I knew I wasn't eating a lot. And so I learned about reverse dieting and, uh, I hired a 
a macro coach um, to take me through reverse diet. And that is when I really started getting into macros. That is when macros changed my life. Were you all for macros when you first started? You enjoyed doing it or were you like at first I, I know for a lot of people when you first start tracking macros, it's very overwhelming. And you, especially if you first start tracking macros when you're reversing, because that's two, the double whammy right there. Right. Not only are you now doing something new, but now you're adding in more food. So that must have been right. difficult. So when I was still on Weight Watchers and when I was a Weight Watchers coach, I was double tracking. We call it double tracking. Um, so I was tracking points and then I was tracking calories on my fitness pal to see how many calories I was eating versus points. And so that's kind of how I, how my, my, you know, journey started is, is just tracking to see how much I was eating. And I could see, clearly see that I wasn't eating enough. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of was familiar on, on the tracking aspect before I started the reverse diet, but I never had any targets that I was trying to hit. And so when I did my reverse diet, I remember starting out at about, it was about 1500 calories, I believe. And I was so determined to get to where I wanted to be to heal my body and my metabolism that, I mean, I, I was like the ideal client. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> I just, I did whatever my coach told mm -hmm. me to do because I was just so determined and driven to get to where I wanted to be. Mm -hmm. And I reversed from about 1500 calories all the way up to 2400. Wow. Oh my gosh. Dream. That's great. That is a dream. That is great. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and, and you know, this is, this is part of what the, a lot of people don't understand is that when I was eating 1300 calories and quote unquote, maintaining my weight, I thought that I was eating at maintenance. <laughs> yeah. And, mm -hmm. and people do think that they think, well, mm -hmm. you know, I'm maintaining my weight at these calories. So, so this is maintenance mm -hmm. for me. And, and it's not, that's metabolic adaptation, mm -hmm. which I had to learn about. And, um, but yeah, you can definitely fix that. Mm -hmm. So, and I did. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like you really had that growth mindset that I talk to my clients about all the time. You either come into a journey with a coach with a fixed mindset that like you want to coach, but like, you're not going to change uh, and you're not going to listen <laughs> oh, yeah. or you have the growth mindset and you're like, okay, I'm hiring a coach for a reason because whatever I'm doing isn't working. So I need to listen and just do what the coach says. And hopefully if you have a great coach, you've done your research and I know you have, cause you had one, I know that and she's amazing. Yeah. Um, oh, she's amazing. If, yeah. So if you, if yeah. you've done your research and you're, you're hiring somebody that you know, knows what they're doing, um, you're going to succeed, maybe not in the way that you initially want. So maybe you can't just go straight into fat loss like you would love to do, um, like most people do, but uh, you might feel like you're counterintuitive and you're eating more and you're like, oh, this isn't what I wanted to do. This is terrible. Like maybe I'm gaining some weight. I don't know. Why did I hire this coach? You have all these questions. But I feel like when you come into it like you did and you're like, you know what? I this is, I have to fix this. What's broken is broken. I have to fix it. Mm -hmm. uh, and now look how far you come. It was a journey. Oh, yeah. I'm sure it didn't take, it wasn't oh, yeah. a night and day. It wasn't like a, the next day. It was a journey, yeah. I'm sure. Everything so. is a process. And and this is what, you know, going through this reverse diet and Katie Crocus was actually the coach that I hired. Oh, I thought it, it was May Juan. Oh, so Juan okay, is my okay, coach okay. right now. 
Oh, oh, I see. Okay. okay. It was Katie. So yes. It was, okay. It was I love Katie, Katie too. In, yes. In May, in May of 2020, I had okay. been following her for a long time and she took me through my reverse. That's right. And, and now Juan, Katie stopped coaching. And so Juan mm-hmm. is my coach now, but okay. you have to be okay mm-hmm. with knowing that you're going to gain a couple pounds through mm-hmm. the process. Some people lose. I did it first. And then I stalled and I, and then I probably gained about five to seven pounds, but my body, my, my inches were the same. My Mm -hmm. body didn't get bigger. And that's what people don't understand when you go through this process, just because you're adding more food doesn't mean your body is going to get bigger. Mm -hmm. So there's body composition that you're gaining. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And I remember one time, um, I was so scale focused that, um, there was, there was a, that alarm number. Mm-hmm. where you're like, if I ever go above this number, my life's going to be over. I'm going to be that 280 pound person again. And, um, I remember hitting that number and I cried and cried. I was just like, Oh my gosh. But I trusted the process. I reached out to my coach, told her what I was feeling. And that's what your coach does is just talk mm-hmm. you through it. Your coach has a broad view where you have tunnel vision mm-hmm. and allows you to see things that you can't see yourself. And so she coached me through it and I stuck to it and trusted her. And um, yeah, it's it's an amazing process. So that's great. And that's when I became a coach is after my reverse diet is when I started Mindy Lewis Lifestyle. I was just going to say, I love that you put it out there that you have a coach because it just shows like coaches need coaches too. Like just because you know what to do doesn't mean that it's always still easy for you to actually go through with the steps and know exactly what you would be right for you. Exactly. So that's important to know. Yep. So, um, from what we see now, from my so one of my best friends does Weight Watchers, and she's told me that Weight Watchers has changed a lot. Uh, so, when now that they're implementing like free foods, things like that, or you can pick your foods, I think that she decided like her free food was like avocado or something like that. What do you think about implementing these free foods? Do you still feel like maybe it's changing a little bit for the better, or? It's still not so much like. Hold on, you could you could pick the free food. You could pick what food is free for yourself. Wow. I so I so the new program. I haven't been a member since they switched this new to this new program. But they did have what they called zero point foods when I was a member on the freestyle program, and that's when I started to really get frustrated because no food is zero anything. I, 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 I feel like it gave me a really, really unhealthy mindset with food. And, um, that's kind of too, when I started to double track in my fitness pal and make sure that I was eating enough because people will rely on these zero point foods to make their, you know, calories zero. Um, I, I don't know. It's just, it's very, very confusing. And macros is not confusing. You have, you have data for macros for every gram of fat there's nine calories for every gram of protein and carbs there is four calories so you have data for everything you're eating whereas a point is what is a point made up made up of Mm -hmm. um there's just macros is just data driven and um it gives you information on everything you're eating i did always wonder that like how did they 
how do they assign a point number to a food? Like what what constitutes right. why that is a right. certain amount of points? I, I never really understood that. And, and it's in an, and it is in a sense a one size fits all program because there are so many people who have the same exact number of points yet they're completely different people they're different weights whereas when you figure out uh, macros for a person you're taking into their you're taking in into account their height their weight whether they're a male or a female um, their lifestyle you're figuring out you know what this person needs specifically for their life and their lifestyle and their activity level so that's one of the things that I love I love about macros is it just gives you all of the data you're aware of everything that is going into your body Um, you're aware of the fiber that you're eating you're aware of sugar if that's important to you you have all of the data yeah it's a true science Um, so you mentioned I was following you on Instagram as always this past like couple of of um, months since I, we knew we were going to do this podcast, I started following you. And first of all, I'm like, how did I never follow her before? <laughs> She's amazing. <laughs> so I saw that you just got back from vacation. Yep. You went to Florida, correct? Uh-huh. Yep. And you mentioned on your Instagram that you did not track on vacation. So I kind of wanted yep. to know... Were you always in that mindset of, okay, I'm going to have times where I'm not going to track and I'm going to be okay with it? Or did it take you time to get to that point where you are now like, okay, I know what my body needs. I've done this for a long enough time and now it's okay to take a step back. Where, where was that switch for you? I used, I used to be petrified to not track. Um, I felt like I had to track everything. Um, and I finally got to the point where I'm like, well, cause I'm in maintenance right now. Um, I don't want tracking as a tool and, mm-hmm. and even though I am still a macro tracker, there are times when I go out to dinner, if I have, if I go up to my mom's for, for dinner, if I go out of town, I step away from the tracker and I've learned that I have to trust myself. And so when I go out to dinner with my husband or, or anything like that on a holiday or anything, I l- have learned to know my body when my body starts to, when my stomach starts to feel full. And we all have that point where we know if we continue to eat, we're going to make ourselves sick. Mm -hmm. And that's what I used to do. Um, And growing up, it goes back to my growing up, you you ate all the food on your plate. And if you didn't, you were wasteful or, you know, the, the whole scarcity mindset. If I don't eat this, I'm not going to be able to have it again. And the food is not going anywhere. Um, And so I learned when I went out of town or to dinner or whatever that I'm going to eat what I love, but stop when I'm satisfied, not stop when I'm full, stop when I'm satisfied. Mm -hmm. And that's a really hard thing to do because I want to eat more and I could eat more, but it always leaves me feeling like crap. Mm -hmm. And once I learned to just push it away, as hard as it is sometimes, that feeling is empowering and then later when you leave the restaurant I never regret not eating my whole plate like I never feel like man I should have eaten the rest of that potato or I I should have had another roll or I should have you know eaten the whole entire dessert I never have those kind of regrets so that feeling of satisfaction and being in control comes after you walk away right 
I I, I love that mindset. And oh my do gosh, you think, would you say that the times where you did maybe go out and you overate and you felt like crap, that probably I, I feel like still plays a vital role in this journey as well because learning what makes you don't, learning what makes you not feel good is just as important as learning what doesn't. So without right. those times, you might not have gotten to where you are now to then exactly. maybe go about the situations differently the next time you were in them. So trying to view things not as a failure when when right. you do go overboard. And, and, and not viewing things as all or nothing. Like right. I have to have all of this now because I'm never going to be able to have it again. Like the cheesecake is going to be there. You can go back to the restaurant and eat cheesecake again. Right. It's it's not the the last supper mentality, I think, is what gets us into that. And, and it's a practice. You've got to practice doing it. Because even when we were out of town, my husband looked at me and he's like, are you going to eat the rest of that and that salmon? Because it was so good. And I said, I could eat the rest of it, but I know if I do, I'm going to feel like crap. And so I pushed it away and I didn't want to because it tasted so good. <laughs> but when we left the restaurant, he was the one that was rolling out there. Oh, I'm so full. And I'm like, I feel really good. Like I'm ready to go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's great. And that that's truly like what we always want for even our clients is we never want them to feel like macros is a forever thing. And so learning right. your hunger level is a great tool to have. So when you are tracking macros or, or when you're not tracking macros, you have that intuitive mindset of like, okay, like I'm full. I don't have to eat all this. Um, it's yeah. fine. Um, a lot of times when you're tracking macros, maybe the downside is, well, I've tracked this macros. It's already in my day. I've got to eat right. it all because I've planned exactly. for it. And so that can be a hard thing too. And so I think learning, like taking time off and allowing yourself to take that time off and say, okay, I'm not going to be macro focused on like, I've already tracked all this. So like, I have to eat it because it's in my day, um, just exactly. being more in tuned of what your your hunger levels are. So that way, when you're not tracking, because it shouldn't be a forever thing, you should be able to yep. put down and pick up macros whenever. So yes. doing that every so often, and I do implement like untracked days with my clients a lot because exactly. I think it's important to learn to really be in tune to your hunger levels and be okay with that. So for sure, for sure, um, I love that. Um, so I wanted to know, because I'm curious as a mom myself and being on social media, um, how do you juggle being on social media, being a mom, being a wife, um, having your own career and your own business, all of that? How do you juggle it all? And do you juggle it all? Because oftentimes I feel like I don't. <laughs> I would love to Mary, know. you are so you good do? at it. Stop <laughs> like, it right now. Like, you are no, so you good are, at you it. You are a rock star, Mary. You've got, what, three kids at home? Yeah. Yeah. So I have one at home and she is extremely easy. So I'm very, very blessed that way. Um, I have three girls. My oldest one is 31 um, and I've got two grandkids. And then my middle child is 20. And then Ava lives with me. She's 15. And um, my kids are my life. My family is my life. But, you know, I I just, I don't know how, I, I just do it. It's like, you just you just do it. You look, mm -hmm. there's certain times when on your life, when you look back and you're like, how did I ever do that? You just do what it takes, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, do you ever have those times where you're just like, I need to step away from social for a little bit, whether it's scrolling through social or posting your yes, own content? Yes. But I've also learned how to filter out really well. Um, mm. I unfollow people who 
who don't bring something to my life, if their posts start to annoy me or, or they are not the kind of person that I am going to be able to learn from, I unfollow them. And there is nothing wrong with cleaning up your feed. If you find, I tell my clients this all the time. If you find people on your, on your feed that you are comparing yourself to unfollow them or, or mute them for a while. Um, so you, so I've learned how to filter out, but yes, there are times when I, I just, especially at night, my husband and I have our set time at nighttime where we spend time together and my, our phones are off. That's so, so good. That's important. That. Yeah. yeah. Um, that is great. I'm so proud of you. But um, I do want to ask you one last question before we end this podcast. And in your opinion, and this is everybody has a different opinion. What is your what is the key to success in your opinion? If you had to name one thing over everything for anybody that's starting out, what do you feel like the key to success is for you or for anyone? Can I, can I pick more than one thing? Okay, sure. Fine. More than one thing. Okay, sure. <laughs> um, I would say consistency, learn what consistency means. Um, consistency is a huge, huge, huge thing in, in your journey. Um, keeping things very simple and stick to basics and probably the biggest thing is to give yourself time. Don't rush the process. If you sign up with a coach for three months or 12 weeks, whatever, 16 weeks, don't expect you to be finished with your journey at that time. 12 weeks is just the very, you're, you're just dipping your toe mm-hmm. into the changes that you need to make to make this long term. So give yourself the gift, gift of time because time's going to go by anyway. So if you start now, think about what you could do and be accomplished with a year from now. Oh, I so. love that. Give yourself the gift of time. I think I'm going to steal that from you oh and my say God. that from now on. New post, Mary. New post. I know. New post. Yeah. Mindy says, <laughs> I'm going to do that. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Well, thank you we're so all in much. we're such a rush. Yeah. We are. No, Always. we are in a rush. Believe me, I've been there too. We are in a rush. And, um, but I really do appreciate you being on with us today You're and so saying Thank yes. You so much. Your story is so, so inspiring. You have inspired me and tons others, and you're going to continue to do so. But um, on our next episode, we wanted you to get to know one of our newest members of the Habit team, which is Coach Carly. She is amazing with the most smiliest little boy I have ever seen in my life. So stay tuned for the next episode of Another Coach's Story.